0: oh it's going down now man it's going down now we're live we are live welcome 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 to the first episode of the rebranded calling all beings I'm Dj I'm your host DJ San Marco good evening everybody and I am joined by my amazing co-host he's the baddest of the bad he's Georgia's own money Nate await a wave soul how's it going nathan
1: good dj how are you
0: dude i'm doing good man i'm like so excited man it's it's a whole new era in the show we're on youtube we're gonna be on podcasts. we're gonna do for we're gonna bring you great guests and you know what we're starting it off tonight with the lovely the talented and the hypnotic (laughs) a little play on words there party people (laughs) put your hands together for Carlene Linksweiler. Yes!
2: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> we're
0: going to get down. We're going to talk about some hypnotic regression. And then we're going to get into the biggest story in the phenomenon, Nathan. What is it? Is Anjali, is that what you're talking about? Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an amen? Uh, Anjali. What's up, homegirl? And today, surreptitiously behind Nathan's back, I got Carlene read in on the story. (laughs) He did. Nice, nice job. So she read, and that was a good Dr. Evil, right? Oh, perfect. That was really good.
2: That was solid.
0: I want to say just like first of all, Carlene, I just want to say the camera adds like 20 pounds. I'm really a lot better looking than this in person. Anyway, right. uh, <laughs> she's like, "I'll take your word for it." Okay, he's like, "I have an easier time believing Anjali's story." But anyway, so uh, I had I sent her the interview. I don't know how many of them did you listen to, Carlene.
2: So I listened to the majority of that very long first one,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: that was, and that's the one we were chatting about. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then like I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and then I pulled myself out of the rabbit hole. But I was watching, I jumped through those other YouTube uh, interviews with her and then I just started doing my own investigation on who she was. Just to yeah. see like her credibility and who, where she was coming from because this was a brand new story for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, and so we'll get into that. But first we have the topic at hand, back to the lecture at hand, <laughs> Carlene. So as as is usually the case, When we want someone to ask a really intelligent question, obviously it's, it's, it's Nathan. So, um, so, so so with that, I'm pointing over towards him. Nathan is going to kick this off with the first question. My brother.
1: Thank you, DJ. Carlene, great to have you on the show. Really looking forward to talking with you and can't say enough about how grateful we are to have you on as our first guest. Uh, so super excited about that. I was wondering if you could set the stage for us a little bit and introduce yeah. our audience to a little bit about your background, a little bit about uh, your journey, because I've read i read about you, read a little bit about your, your story. And it's really fascinating. And I think people would love to hear it. And then I also want you to talk a little bit about what you're working on now, what kind of interests you, what really gets you motivated uh, as your journey continues into the future
2: okay so and, you, and you're talking about hypnotic journey or are you talking about spiritual journey
1: i mean i want to hear it all but let, let's uh <laughs> I, I would think one may segue to the other but it, yeah you tell me.
2: <laughs> sure so so spiritually i mean um ever since and it's funny because i was doing a podcast saturday night where this actually had come up and i had forgotten about these memories from my childhood but i had a lot of um paranormal stuff happening throughout my childhood and experiences but i just kind of all chalked it up to imagination because i do have i think i have a pretty um good imagination pretty creative and so as yeah so as time went on um i really got i kind of like pulled away uh from spirituality got more into the materialistic world until about my mid-20s and then i started to see auras Hmm. um i had gone through something that was I consider traumatizing. A close person to me had almost died. Mm. And I think what happened was I was, I started to focus a lot on heart energy. Mm -hmm. And heart energy, when you focus on this work, um, and they do this in Qigong, this opens you up to more telepathic tendencies. It Mm. actually helps you expand. So I talk a lot about third eye expansion because that can happen when you open up your third eye. I mean, when you open up your heart, your third eye will open. Um, So I started seeing auras and then that obviously led me down To reading a lot of books, I started Mm -hmm. reading voraciously about the topics of spirituality. I got I got to be a certified yoga teacher. Um, At the time, I was a yes. (laughs) Sorry,
0: we had a shout out to yoga (laughs) teachers. All the yogis in the house. Yeah, what's up, man? Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Thanks. At the time, I was a high school teacher. I was a full time high school teacher in my twenties and uh, over in New Hampshire. And I was teaching the social studies, so social Mm -hmm. sciences. Mainly, had majored in political science and history. So, moving forward. I wanted to get the heck out of the mainstream world the, the, this, like it's, I just needed to get out of um, having a full-time job. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to have a more, um, what I felt was a more in-depth living. So, in
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, an in-depth way of living on my own terms. So I had opened a studio, a yoga studio where we did aerial as well. And that's, that was very successful. I saw so, it was, I had it for seven years. I sold it last summer during the COVID lockdown um, had sold it off and I my spiritual path during the COVID lockdown, I started to get into hypnosis. Um, a little bit before it, I discovered Dolores Cannon. And okay. yes, do you, guys, do you guys know who Dolores Cannon is? You're, you you're the about oh, yeah. how
0: about how about this? You're the second person on the show that's a yeah. disciple of Dolores Cannon. Yeah, the other one was, was uh, Debbie. Who, what ahead. did
2: Debbie do? What kind of work?
0: Debbie does she was, do? Uh, she did re- uh, hypnotic regression yeah. and she was a Kundalini yoga teacher. She yeah. teaches at one of the places I sub at.
2: Yeah. So there you go. There you go. So um, Dolores Cannon is someone to know. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're into ufology, she worked closely with MUFON, M-U-F-O-N, um, mm-hmm. in the 80s. She is known for her mm. work with MUFON as well. And if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, please correct me. No, that's it. right. That's MUFON. Yeah. That's um, and she and she wrote. A lot of books on her clients that had had hypnotic regressions Um, I'm from New Hampshire Betty Barney Hill is a story that everyone knows Mm -hmm. um, or most people know if you don't I mean it's not a hard story to look up into Um, so anyways I was using hypnosis to uh, tap into these regressions and you know what's coming to my head right now this movie um, is it it's Alaska was it the third kind what was that movie
0: Mm -hmm. close encounters
2: Close encounters. Yeah. Yeah, It was somewhere
0: out West, like Utah or I don't know. mm -hmm. Where was it? I think it
2: was Alaska. Was it not Alaska? Mm No, I
0: don't think
1: so. There's one
2: in Alaska though, guys, there is one devil's
1: peak or something like that.
2: I've heard the case. So there might be two different movies and I, I, I'll come back and I'll Mm -hmm. comment on this. Um, But anyway, so using hypnotic regression to access these memories, so um, I was reading her books. I was getting all up on what she was doing. And I was like, this is the work I want to do. I want to do regression mm. work. Um, we have a mutual friend, Natasha. She's been on this show. Mm. Yes. Um, she, I love Natasha. She and I are all about, we've, d- I've done a lot of paranormal investigations with her just for fun.
0: Nice. Wow.
2: She's great. And she was a hypnotic subject of mine uh, many times and um, as a friend, you know, and so, but since that time I've, I've done. Um, dozens and dozens, if not a couple, uh, close to 100 um, hypnotic regressions in the last year. And so- Wow, I'm, I'm, that's yeah, a lot. In a, in a year it is, in a year it is. And, and so, and I'm, I'm constantly progressing and working and I've been um, talking to more and more people involved in, in uh, UFO research and disclosure and whether or not I want to be involved in this subject, the subject wants to be involved with me.
1: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> wow. That that sounds sounds me familiar. Today.
2: It sounds like Anjali,
0: my home girl. What's up, Anjali? So, all right. Well, I think I
1: think all of us that get into this uh, find our way. We're almost pulled into it, uh, and sometimes kicking and screaming. But there's a there's a lure of this topic that that brings you in and doesn't let you go.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. An interesting I want to
0: talk about mine, but you guys have a tissue. <laughs> no, us let's, let's focus on Carlene. Um, so you said you, you, you had some paranormal experiences though growing up and I'm assuming that that lit the fire that then kind of like that, that fire was doused and then it kind of sparked yeah. up again.
2: Yeah. I think life kind of happened and I, Became a teenager and I just got away from that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But I had a lot of sleep paralysis, a lot of nights of sleep paralysis, um, Mm -hmm. things that would bump in the night, wake me up, um, things sitting on the edge of my bed, um, visitors at night. um, Sometimes they would come in the form of my dad which was mm-hmm. really like they they wouldn't they would be transparent they would try to I think mask themselves to look like somebody I was familiar with I was six or mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. and they never touched me or anything like that they just would try to communicate I think
1: mm-hmm. so does that run in your family st- at all
2: not that I know of okay. you know my mom has however my mother who's very quiet about this kind of stuff every once in a while she'll say like When she was a kid she remembered um waking up and there'd be a woman standing at the edge of her bed Mm. and then she had um she had a couple uh visitations back in 92 or 93 and i do remember being seven years old or eight years old when that happened
0: so it does run in the family
2: i guess so but i've never actually i haven't seen a ufo um (laughs) until this is this is how it all happened so if i can Full disclosure here: I was talking to Natasha a week ago, and I said, mm-hmm. "Hey, I think I saw a UFO," and that's how she, I got. She connected me to you guys because she wow. was like, "I think it's starting to happen," or "I don't know if I'm, I'm calling in this uh, experience or what." Mm-hmm. But. Wow! Yeah, incredible.
0: Yeah, I'm and just I've heard putting out uh, my notepad to take I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm not going to I'm not going to take any notes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I I've heard that
1: uh it can run in the family these types of okay. experiences and in particular through the the female line in the family that um it can be stronger. So,
0: just interesting.
1: There
3: you go. Interesting. Maybe it
0: is. It's isn't Is there more Have you heard more narratives from female persons than male persons, Nathan? Is that
1: well, when it comes to this type of experience, I, I and I'm 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 not an expert at this at all. But the ones that I have come across, the little that I know of, it does seem to be more prevalent uh, with women than than men. Now, there could just be a maybe a conversational bias. Maybe more women are likely to talk about talking about it than, think so.
0: than than men. So, it, it hard to say. So the the entity that visited you, Carleen, you think that that's more in the Natasha realm than the UFO realm?
2: Well, that's what I believe up to this point. Um, I haven't had, I don't believe I've had any experience to say otherwise. If it was, and then there's a whole discussion about, and I don't know if you guys can educate me on this one, but um, there's people who believe that a lot of aliens are interdimensional beings. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people. Like I actually got an email the other day where someone was very upset, not at me. They were upset at a different regressionist they worked with, hmm. and he was kind of coming to me for an answer. And I'm a big believer. The I, I am do not listen to anything anyone says. The truth is within you. Like mm-hmm. your truth, your reality. So I don't like to, I don't love when people come at me with, "Please answer this for me."
3: Mm.
2: I don't know. I don't right. know. It's your experience. But the person um, was upset because they were trying to understand are aliens interdimensional beings or are they physical beings? Mm -hmm. And they were having a hard time bridging that idea. And I was, and I, and I'm thinking, well, why not, why can't it be both? Why can't there be some that are interdimensional? Um, and that some are actual physical.
0: We actually have good, some good reasons why we believe that. And I think Nathan can expound on that real quickly.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. So there, um, I mean, the, the whole host of phenomena that have been reported it, that n- nothing fits neatly into one box. Right. And so um, because of that, you have folks that are focusing on these sort of different aspects, these different rays of the same sun, perhaps, but you know, the way that it manifests itself in in our time and our space and our world. And mm-hmm. w- what's interesting about it all is that as you said, it, it could be all, all of the above. And, and you'll find that some people become very passionate about, you know, it's, oh, it's, you know, it is ET. They're from other planets, from other galaxies. They're here in their physical craft. That's exactly what this is. Then you'll say, here are other people say, no, you know, it's interdimensional people. They, mm-hmm. they're not from another galaxy, not from another world. They basically coexist on a layer of reality that, that we occupy, we just can't interface with them very well. All the time. Yeah, exactly. So when they want to bleed over, but there isn't much bleed over very often. So Uh, for
0: just mm. tell about Aguadilla real quick, like you have a Mm. transmedium vehicle that is not, that's going in the water, but it doesn't splash
1: exactly so you have and this you know that that example as well as tic tac which we started talking about at the beginning Mm -hmm. these are things that have been picked up by physical uh -hmm. sensors so you know infrared other types of sensor technologies have seen these craft and that that adds some uh credence to the notion that these are nuts and bolts things purely nuts and bolts phenomena yes they can do phenomenal things but they're just physical things Uh, but then you have lots of stories where Whatever appears to uh, the experiencer can, as you mentioned earlier, kind of uh, change its appearance based on the person that is having the experience, maybe make it so that they can be something that person would be more comfortable with uh, and and not make them uncomfortable. I watched um, something today. Uh, One of the women, she was a girl at the time, but she's a a woman now who was uh, a part of the aerial school incident in Zimbabwe. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a very well-known case, uh, a huge case in ufology, where all these school kids were playing, and
2: yeah, I have heard this. Yeah,
1: and so that they were out in the basically the play yard of of the school in Zimbabwe, and a craft Mm -hmm. uh, appeared, and beings uh, communicated with some of these exited the craft. (laughs) Yeah, exited and communicated telepathically with these kids, and and she essentially said that they didn't speak; they uh, projected. Uh, sort of telepathically thousands telepathically. of images, yeah, telepathically in, in, in uh, front of her uh, to make a communication. And that they also kind of, she she felt that the way that they appeared wasn't necessarily what they really looked like. Uh, so that was interesting. They had they,
2: hair, didn't they? They had well, like hair
1: on. Well, they, in one of the drawings from the children, they did. and But in, yeah. in her drawing, they didn't. So this they is did. another They're, example oh. of where different people seem to have a
0: slightly modified experience of what it is that they're observing. Right. And and I wanna just say one more thing about, and I will send you after uh, the show, I'll send you the Agua video so you can watch it. And it's basically a customs and border patrol aircraft sensor that they, it's same sensor that I flew with when I was active duty and they filmed this thing. So I know like all the symbology on the screen, what it says and what it means. Mm-hmm. And you basically see this thing flying and you can zoom in on it and it doesn't have a shape. It's not square. It's not round and it's shape-shifting and it flies right over an airport and you can see it. And then it goes out over the water and it goes in the water. There's no splash. And there's multiple accounts of these things going in the water without a physical splash. And then it comes out and then it's two of them when it comes out of the water. So that's what makes us think uh, there's certain characteristics of an aircraft that things like the tic tac do not display that makes us think that it's not interacting with our atmosphere the way that we have to interact with the atmosphere when we want to fly. There's certain um, theorems uh, and airplanes are built a certain way to create lift. This thing doesn't have any of that stuff. Yeah. it's like no, we don't need to do all that.
2: <laughs> so. Well, if you you guys have probably all know all about Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. Right. And didn't he like, basically have to reverse engineer how these crafts were made and how they actually operated?
0: He was asked to do that. He did yes. not successfully do that. He okay. was asked to do that.
2: Interesting. Yeah. And it's yeah. So, I, so, I mean, in my mind, it's like the these might be um, these might be beings. Well, there's different levels of beings, I believe, because mm-hmm. if you like a lot of spiritual people. Um, talk about channeling different inter- interdimensional beings like mm-hmm. Pleiadians, Arcturians, mm-hmm. um Anunnakis, things mm-hmm. like that, right?
3: Sure. Um,
2: and and mantis beings and 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 Orions and uh, beings like mm-hmm. that. And then there's also the beings where you see, like the Greys, right? right and people talking about the grace. so my knowledge comes from very much a spiritual perception a spiritual Mm -hmm. perspective but i am aware of some experiences that people have had and i wonder if some of these beings might be interdimensional and some of them actually might be physical but they're being able to play with dimensions Mm -hmm. and they're being Mm -hmm. able to move through time and space in ways that we just can't understand yet right sure and can you guys educate me on this because this is a theory i've had since i was a teacher teaching you as history, is that more, it was more prevalent to have abductions or sightings after World War II. And what I mean by that is after the atomic bomb.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the uh, creation's return.
1: Right. there. There's a lot of talk about that, that the, the dawn of the atomic age may have uh, somehow uh, catalyzed uh, an increase in sightings and experiences uh, of this type of phenomenon. And, you know, one big sort of reason why that might be is by discovering this power, the power of the atom, you know, sort of like a giant flashing red light to the universe saying, okay, like this is a civilization that has discovered this technology. It's incredibly dangerous and mm. we need to observe how, how and what they're doing with it. Uh, so that, you know, they don't maybe in their civilization destroy their planet, all the other yeah. species that are on that planet. So it's certainly a, an interesting theory. Um, on the other hand, we can go back through history and and look at a lot of uh, accounts of, of of what we call what we call strange things, and say, hey, you know, maybe that was
0: in fact what we would call the modern day UFO phenomenon. Can I, can I interrupt for a second? Sure, of course. There is significant anecdotal evidence from places like Maelstrom Air Force Base, where missileers saw them hovering over missile silos, Minuteman missile silos. Uh, Minot, North Dakota, there's uh, probably like 10 different sightings. At one point, they actually uh, shut down missiles. Uh, They would hover over. There's a very famous guy named Robert Salas. You can find him on, he's actually on UFO Twitter. He's an old man now, but you can see him in the late 60s when he was young. And he was a commander of a missile silo as a captain. And he says, yeah, I went out there and it was sitting there hovering and it shot a beam into the missile silo. He's not the only one that tells that story. There are other security policemen from the air force that tell a very similar story. So there's anecdotal evidence that they have both started launch sequences mm-hmm. and let humans shut them down and also turned off missiles yep. that were online. So,
1: yeah. And the, and the Russians have, have recounted experiences like like this as similar. well with, with their ICBMs. Um, so yeah, super, super duper interesting stuff. And, you know, Carleen, what I would love to kind of get into with you, uh, what I find fascinating is sort of everyone's different uh, on road to this topic, right? So everyone's got a little bit of a different path that they follow where they land on this subject. And when they land on it, they land on it kind of on a spectrum. We're all on a spectrum in, in a certain way. You know, some of us might be more in the that's in both sides. Some of us might be more in the uh, the, the spiritual side, uh, you know, yeah. that it may be more religious uh, type of phenomena. There's a whole kind of host of things that go on there. But what I'm interested sure. to hear from you and, and particularly your, your journey is the way in which your uh, journey through yoga and through uh, aerial yoga and through uh, hip, hypnosis, you know, how has that. How have those stepping stones, you know, kind of opened up your perception to these other things? And how has it kind of changed your worldview by going through those di- different types of practices? Because I really think that when you begin a practice, anytime it's a new practice, right? Let, let's say that you, you want to paint for the first time
3: mm-hmm. or you
1: want to write poetry or whatever it is, yeah. someone, someone exposes you to that thing. And They essentially reveal to you a world that didn't exist before a a world that was unknown to you before and in a way They're giving you an invitation to come into that space and think of it like like your studio When when you have a new client come in you're inviting them to come into that that space with you and that space is a new kind of canvas if you will that they are going to explore with their body uh, and with, with their time and, and mm-hmm. that the, the act of doing the, those things, how does that change a person and how has it changed you uh, uh, over the course of your journey?
2: So are you asking for what was my like initiation into aliens and UFOs
3: or? To the I think
0: I think he's asking how your uh, teaching, your practice, your acknowledgement, mm-hmm. you're taking yoga into you, yeah. how that may have affected your entrance into this space. Because my oh, follow-up to him was going to be like, I think we're more open to the space. Yeah. Personally.
2: I was more closed off to all of this. Um, and then I think through not just studying yoga and it was actually, um, if I could pinpoint it, let me, I mean, that's difficult for me at this point, I think, but I think what opened me up to it was, I'm going to circle back and give her credit, Natasha, Mm -hmm. Um, was a big piece of that and I and I and she because she was into aliens and and or you know and had had experiences and and I had done hypnosis with her and um, and with some other people as well Um, and 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 since then I have and they've had these experiences that actually started to make me very curious Um, when it comes to UFO and ufology and aliens I was partially in denial for a while I believe they did exist. I believe that they didn't um, really contact us. If they mm-hmm. did, why isn't there more evidence of it? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. was it? Because everyone's got everyone has a computer in their pocket. Sure. Um, why aren't there more videos? Um, and then I will tell you like when I almost I believe I saw one last week and I'll talk about that in a second, but um, I had my phone on me and I didn't take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a video of it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and nobody does. It's amazing. Yeah, and does. then I was like, I swear. And then I have this theory now, Nathan, and I I might be digressing, but um, I'll get back. Um, But I have this theory now that maybe they maybe they only show themselves to who they want to show themselves to. Mm. And then when they do that, they kind of because they can do telepathy, Mm -hmm. um, maybe kind of nudge you away from the impulse to grab the device and get the camera going. Mm, Um, You know, I don't know. Um, Sure. But that kind of opened me up more to these experiences because I hadn't had any of my own. And then through talking about it, I mean, I'm 35 now and my mother finally admitted uh, maybe two or three months ago about the incident I'm talking about when I was seven. Mm. So these conversations started to happen. And then I was, um, quick, quick story, we were at a fireside on a mountaintop in Oregon with a group of us around Memorial Day weekend. There was about 20, uh, 15 to 20 of us in a group. We had the whole mountain to ourselves in Oregon. And um, I, someone around the campfire was like, can you just do a quick hypnosis? And I, I did a really brief 10, 15 minute session right there with the group. Mm. One person did not participate. And when I was done, he goes, so uh, while you were doing that, um, I think I saw a UFO fly over all of us. <laughs> and he didn't stop me, he didn't <laughs> say anything. Right. I was I- very disappointed. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I actually have something more important, Carlene. This is the yeah. reason why you need to keep your iPhone square because you could have been like, Yeah, I could do a 15 minute. You mind just sliding your debit card here? That'll be $35. <laughs> I mean, I, that's reasonable, right? right? I'm going to do a five I'm month, I'm on, you know, I'm on, on a, having a weekend here. And okay, so make sure you have that square with you at all times. That's, that's a good tip. Okay. So my uh,
2: initiation was definitely just hypnotizing people and having experiences come about. And then, um, and then the more I talk about it, people start to come out of the woodwork a little bit, and they start to Mm -hmm. chat more about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So as a yogi, you didn't, you still weren't buying into it.
2: UFOs and aliens, right? That was outside of my paradigm.
0: Okay, guys, it was great having Carleen. And I'm just kidding. (laughs) On (laughs) it has been
3: real.
2: Right. Right. So, so it was something that was, I believe, they were out there, but they were, but they they weren't really interacting with us, you know, they were observed, maybe that's where I come from. So, yeah. So, so I've, I've been converted. (laughs)
0: Wait, before we continue, can we just give a shout out to SNHU's favorite academic advisor, my advisor, Mm -hmm. Natasha Dominguez. What's up, homegirl? yes so there you go sorry go
1: Big shout out to her for sure <laughs> um you know, we had a great time talking with her and looking forward to talking with her again i learned a ton that that night during that conversation about she's uh ghost very, hunting.
3: yeah
2: she's very knowledgeable yeah really knowledgeable and her work is uh it's really cool i've been on yeah. some intense hunts with her where we've had some uh interactions
1: oh i can imagine i can imagine yeah but but so so, coming back to kind of I guess my question a little bit too the way I, the way I'm trying to think about this and I may have phrased it poorly but I I grew up in a in a religious household and a lot of Americans did I'm sure um, and have a have a little bit of similar context there but but the very exposure to religious thinking, you know, uh, to concepts like um, angels or demons or prayer uh, or miracles. Mm-hmm. These are uh, these are sparks that light sort of new fires in the mind, and make the mind believe that things are capable where you weren't aware of their capability before. And yeah. so, with yoga, and I've done a little bit of yoga, and I wish I would, I'd have been, I wish I was doing more. I love it, uh, but but in doing it, what I discovered about myself is that things that I didn't think I was capable of doing, I really was. So, so yoga was a gateway for me to understand that I had more capability than I was aware of before. Um, And so it's, I'm curious with your, with your practice (laughs) of it, um, did that, (laughs) um, you know, kind of broaden your, your acceptance of other things in your life that you may not have been aware
0: of before?
2: But yes, but um, so did psychedelics. Mm,
0: okay, <laughs> all right, we can we can go there too. <laughs> For me, some too. Jack Daniels and Coors Latin.
3: I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> there was a
2: there was a woman who had started coming to my studio um, uh, three or four years ago, and she um, was she was used to be a clinical therapist in a methadone methadone mm. methadone clinic
3: methadone. methadone Thank
2: yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> I have a hard one time with that word. And uh, she found that she couldn't work with clients and help them the way she wanted to. She was a big believer. And I am a big believer of this, that psilocybin, mushroom, psychedelic mushroom can actually help cure people who have mental illness and addiction. Exactly. I'm a big proponent of mushrooms. I love mushrooms. I'm not just almost psychedelics. I'm talking about Chaga, reishi lion's mane turkey tail yeah. like other sup- supplementation of mushroom i think it's sure. a very powerful medicine looking at paul stymets if anybody is
3: listening. Mm-hmm. um Zem, but this yeah.
2: girl but this girl was definitely um she would do uh hypnotic work with me and she would also uh, educate me about um using a psychedelic as a tool
3: mm-hmm. and
2: to, for mind expansion. And, and through doing that, that's when I, I really cracked open. So yoga and spirituality was probably the gateway drug. But I mean, mushroom psilocybin really like pushed me through that threshold, where right. I was able to experience and expand my mind in a way and my consciousness in a way where I was more accepting of these things.
0: Gotcha. See, yoga. And and by the way, I know what pose that Nathan was really challenging. It was, he's talking about Parvrita, Ardha Shandrasana. I can't do that pose either. I have to stare at the ground, and then I can't look at my hand. But that's yeah. beside the
1: point. It
2: doesn't matter, though. You're still a good person, even that's if right. you can't attain the pose perfect.
1: Right? I don't know. Let's not humor him too much, okay?
0: Absolutely. No, I, no I, I actually serve a different function because people will come to class, and they'll go, Okay, this guy can't do like all those super big. He's not super (laughs) flexible, and that's that's what I want. I want everybody to believe that they can come in the class. They can do them. The person at the front of the room is not a shaman. They're not your boss. They're not the master. (laughs) It's not Simon Says. You go into anybody's class and you do you, and whatever that posture looks like, that's great. Um, So anyway, yeah. um, Nobody's the master. Yeah. Humble. Um, That's I'm good. just a guide, and I'm fallible. I fall out of postures, and what I do is I say, "What do you do in life when you fall down? You get up and you try it again, and you laugh at yourself, and then we're going to go back to Ardha Chandrasana, twist it if necessary." So anyway, <laughs> enough about yoga. We're here to find out about Carlene's UFO experience that happened what the Sunday before last
2: yeah so it's not okay. going to be that i fear it's not going to be that cool of a story for the listeners but um i'll tell you my version and my perception and you guys can tell me what you think okay, okay. um so i checked in with natasha because oh my gosh this is like the natasha show she might as well all
3: right go ahead he's,
2: he's like all over this uh this particular podcast but um regardless. So i mm-hmm. gone to her because I doubted the experience. I went to her actually two days later after it happened, because I really just was like, I don't know. And I kind of like, just put it aside. And, um, she was like, well, you know, she's like, maybe it was. And, and then I started going down a little research rabbit hole. So what had happened was, um, I'm in Idaho, um, I'm in Boise and it's a valley and we're surrounded by mountains or foothills. And um, there are popular places to hike. So I had gone up to the biggest mountain over here, which is called Bogus Basin. At
0: and- night, did you say?
2: No, no, no. I went- During the
0: day. Was-
3: okay. No,
2: during the day. It was, okay. I went up there around seven in the morning. So I go up to yeah. go hiking with my dog. Mm-hmm. And this is why I doubted this for two days or so. And I still kind of am weary of it, but hear me out. So I'm driving back down this mountain and I'm going about... Um, 10 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, because it's a lot of switchbacks and it's very steep. And there's a lot of oncoming traffic, but I'm the only car descending the mountain. It's like 10 in the morning on a Sunday and it's broad daylight. And as I'm coming down, I am just listening to my music and not thinking of anything in particular. I look up and I'm seeing a hazy, so it wasn't solid. It was like, but not transparent either. It was hazy looking and it was a black rectangle, right? And it was um, laying horizontally, so the more narrow ends were on the side, and mm-hmm. it was longer. Um, I would guess, someone had asked me, I would guess the size of a house.
0: Okay. No so, idea. So the first question and, as far as the shape, yeah. how could, because if the aspect that you're looking at it, are you looking at the long end of the rectangle? Yes. And the its relative height compared to you was...
2: That was the more shorter side, right? So the longer side was going end to end. Think mm-hmm. of like, it was like the hot dog, not the hamburger.
0: <laughs> right. So you're yeah, you're seeing the longer end was facing your car. Because I'm curious, because yeah. I haven't, I've heard of a lot of triangles. So that's why I'm curious if it could right. have been a triangle.
2: Right. So, so I had actually found an image online. I haven't shared it with you guys, but I found an image online that was identical to what I saw. Um, okay. And I shared it with Natasha. Yeah, um, I've got it. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. So it's it's just a Google image search. It's not what I saw because I didn't take Mm -hmm. a picture. (laughs) Right. And I slowed my car down because there was no traffic behind me, so I slowed down to about five seven miles an hour. And I was like, what am I looking at? Now, as you're switching back down the mountain, you know, I would lose my view of it, right? Mm Because you'd have a, a hill or a house or something block your view. And this thing was hovering, and again, about the size of a house, it's hovering over um, the southern side of Boise City. And I'm thinking, if I'm seeing this,
3: t- okay. everyone
2: else is got to be seeing this. This thing's huge. Right. Um, but as I was focusing on it and I slowing, I'm starting to slow my car down intentionally to get out and take a picture or just get a better look at it, it started to slowly disappear and fade it out. Hmm. And then I took another turn and it was gone. So I doubted it for two days or so. And then I started talking to Natasha. I found that picture and um, I was like, okay, this might be something I saw. I have no idea. I went online and, you know, to see if there's any UFO reports. And there's quite a few in Idaho and Hmm. especially in the Pacific Northwest, but they're usually triangles. Um,
0: I'll see if I I can share the screen now so you guys can see it. Sure. So let me see if this will work, if you guys can see. There you go. Oh, it went away. Yeah. Did it? Oh, wait. Share screen. There you go. All right. Yeah. Cool. And did it.
2: I got your screen.
0: Okay. Oh, you see it? Okay. Let me I see your There's... screen. I see your. Background. Can you see this? No. Okay. That's the image. I don't know. It... Nathan, does it have something where you can put it on? But it's really cool. It does exactly look like
2: that's exactly what I saw. The yeah. same, like, um, o- opaqueness. The same. Yeah.
0: Density. Yeah. That was really. That's really really cool. So, all right. So you could see the bottom of it enough that you could tell the shape was not triangular. In fact, it was a rectangle because your yeah. relative position.
2: Yeah. It was. I, I never. And I. And obviously, most of my hypnotic sessions and people that I've heard from and usually images you look up are triangle. And, uh, I believe the one my mother saw was a triangle, but no, I was hope I was very confused by this.
0: Let me let Nathan get in a question about this. Cause then we got to go to Anjali. And I'm not talking Mudra. I'm not talking Mudra because (laughs) Carleen was fired up today. She was ready to just let loose, man. (laughs) We're right in the middle of my work day. I'm like, hold it, hold it for tonight, girl. (laughs) All right, go ahead, Nathan. Do you have anything final about the sighting that you would like to inquire about?
1: Yeah, so at this point, I mean, this was pretty recent. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you've done... a a large number of um hypnotherapy sessions with folks and i watched a couple of those on your youtube channel they were really interesting including some that that people talk about um their own experiences with uh you know sort of ufos or aliens or whatnot um so again kind of coming back to this notion of i don't want to use the word conditioning because that sounds as if it is um it's, it's controlled. Um, What I, what Mm -hmm. I want to use or think about this in terms of as expand, expansion and sort of a a mental expansion. So is your, could you say that your work with your patients and and some of their uh, regressive uh, regression experiences, Mm -hmm. has that um, made room in your mind for looking for these things or stumbling upon yeah. them or 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 yeah. maybe you know you've you probably heard of the word um i'll mispronounce it but it's uh p- paradelia and that's essentially where you look at a cloud and you see like oh that's a a, a, a bunny or that's uh you know like we, right. we, look at, we look at shapes that's and what we i feared of, that's what i
2: feared i was doing that's yeah. what i feared but, yeah.
1: but it stayed in place as you kind of moved around and then it, 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 it
2: did it, not move.
1: It, it didn't move. And the color was strange too, right? You said it was kind of black. Is yeah, but right? it was
2: almost, it was, a, it was a, it was a dark color and it wasn't a solid, solid black. Well, I mean, it could have been, but I was so far away. Um, and like you said, it just was hovering there. It didn't move. It didn't go forward. Like, so I will say like when I was going up the mountain on my way, up towards the mountain I just see a hot air balloon in the air so my first thought when I saw this thing was that must be a hot air balloon mm. but I'm like no it's a box it's, it's <laughs> angular, <laughs>
3: it's, yeah.
2: it's angular. Um, and it wasn't moving it was not drifting up down right or left it just was there and then slowly faded away that's all
3: uh,
0: that, so. that does sound and so yeah. the voice you're hearing right there is uh Carlene of Roots and Wings Hypnosis uh, Carlene uh, Linksweiler and my, uh, my co-host tonight, of course, is uh, for Calling All Beings, is at a waif soul on Twitter. His name is Nathan, and uh, we are Calling All Beings. And uh, it's the launch uh, of our new podcast together. We've done uh, several episodes prior under our, our prior name, and uh, we're honored to have Carlene with us this evening. And you guys can see that I can be serious. Okay, <laughs> maybe I wasn't serious just in saying that, uh, but i <laughs> one of the things that I that I find really interesting is that as you can see right here, Carlene is extremely well adjusted with her experience and is not terribly affected. Then you look at what we associate with a macho man like that uh, in the Navy, like Kevin Day, who was enormously respected by his shipmates. Um, went, was, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically selected to go to top gun school as a radar operator, something I didn't even know they had in the Navy top gun program and him seeing the tic-tac mm-hmm. on his radar screen for several nights in a row. Plus the encounter, he couldn't sleep. He's had issues. He's been driven to tears talking about it. And yet Carleen here, our yoga teacher. Yes. Right on camera, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was driven to tears if you watch yeah, the Showtime it. special. And yet we have uh, Carlene here that's extremely well adjusted. Maybe <laughs> that's, uh, would it be different if you saw it on a radar screen for a week straight?
2: I think, I think um, maybe somebody who's been not very spiritually inclined would pro- or, or maybe educated about this kind of stuff would definitely have some shell shock from seeing something like that and being like, and trying to um integrate that into his previous experience of like what is this what is this whereas I might have and this is and this goes back to what Nathan was just saying I was wary of sharing this story um and I still kind of am now because maybe I'm just being a seeker you know and I just was seeking an experience um but my hope is that um I'm not going to be calling in these experiences I think that they can organically happen and if they keep happening I will be accepting of that you know
0: Mate. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. And
0: can can you now for the audience execute Anjali Mudra so we can welcome in the topic oh of gosh, Anjali I don't think I know it. <laughs> it's this.
2: Is that it? Okay. This Thank is you. Anjali Mudra. I was like is this going to be something yeah. weird? No, no.
0: <laughs> That's Anjali Mudra. So uh so boy, uh Nathan, yes. d- do you want to kick this off or should we let Carlene because she's ready to like she was ready to just fire no, with both arms all, right,
3: <laughs> all right nathan all right. kick
0: it. dj kick that shit right. we'll, we'll see what i
1: can do so uh all right so uh, this is a topic that has been uh, kind of a lightning rod topic in the last several weeks in uh, ufo twitter and in ufological circles um, but it's it's something that has happened Uh, over and over again through the history of ufology. And that's where we have, uh, I I talked about a spectrum earlier and we have people who have had an experience uh, of something very profound that has changed their life. um, But the experience itself lacks what most would say would be any kind of substantial degree of evidence to back up the claims that they're making. And uh, this is where uh, Anjali, the story of Anjali comes in. She Uh, claims to have had an experience with higher beings. I think that's the phrase that that she uses that have conveyed a message to her. Uh, The message is a mixture of uh, good things and bad things. Uh, She claims to have met these beings in uh, a base buried somehow in a mountain in the Mojave Desert. Uh, And she recently, uh, in the last couple of weeks, did a press conference in front of the Lincoln Memorial uh, where she announced that know really kind of coming out into the public saying this is who she is this is is her real name her background and that she's assembling a team of folks to join her going back into the mojave and and to this uh tunnel that leads to this space to create and 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 present and, and and obtain the proof that uh, everyone is is clamoring for. and this you know this issue is interesting because it it it's dividing a lot of folks in the community. some are very vocal about um, calling out uh, her story and saying, you know there's nothing to this, this is not. You know, there's it's not real. We shouldn't even be giving this person airtime. And there are others that are, you know, hey, let's let her have her space. Like, let's not come out too hard against Mm. her and let let's wait and see kind of how the how the chips fall. And at that point, then we'll weigh in. And so I I, I myself have not come to any firm conclusions. I'm very much um, an open minded kind of person and I don't feel it's my place to uh, necessarily, you know, come out hard one way or the other. I'm fascinated by the claims, and I think the sort of romantic inside of me really wants these things to be real, like wants this to be uh, exactly as she describes, because I think it's a beautiful message uh, that, that she has shared. But the skeptical side of me is like, yeah, but we've heard this kind of story before uh, over and over again, and how will this time uh, be any different? So anyway, I've set the table there a little bit with the story. What, what are your thoughts on that topic?
2: DJ or me? Oh, no,
3: yeah. No, Picard you go. You are, you are I, I listen to him all the time. Um, Stop. <laughs> <he's you talk.
2: laughs> um, so obvious, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot to peel back on this. Um, I definitely, my first initial reaction was, I go to read the comments first. Um, mm. As I'm listening to it, I'm like, well, what are people's reactions to this? And, and this, where this was posted, um, it had, and it was on YouTube. There's a lot of negative comments, disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was like, I don't, that wasn't my feel on it. I, I, and then I kind of investigated her a little bit. I needed to physically see her. I wanted to see how she just even presented and held herself. I wanted to see what, what her work was, what she'd done with her life. Um, And this is somebody that, you know, I, on first glance, I don't believe to be a liar or a storyteller. She seems Mm. pretty coherent. She seems very intelligent. She seems. Um, she was very thorough in her details and very much like trying to speak as accurately as possible. So, um, so she wouldn't be, you know, um, discredited and, and if she is making an effort to, um, further investigate and open this up, and this is something that I think and call me out if I'm wrong on this. But I believe she did say that these beings did want her to meet them. They did want to meet her. Yes and that they do want her to do this. So that's where it becomes kind of almost mythological to me. It's like, well, why her and why in this way and um, when they are so powerful and I mean beyond be, beyond humans, and they are much more intelligent and I'm I'm curious because they're I don't know if they're holes in the story so much as I just have questions. And I like to keep an open mind, um, and I'd like to see what happens. Uh, let's wait and see, you know. Well, let,
0: let's talk about her background really quickly. And I, yeah. I just jotted down a little uh, of because if there's a little bit of alphabet soup associated with her, her uh, bio on LinkedIn, a lot of people don't understand. So IO, you'll see IOIW. So that means information operations, information warfare, that she was involved in from the intel side of the house, intelligence expert. Then it says OSINT, which is, um, online, uh, basically like social media intelligence and OSINT is like open source intelligence. Mm -hmm. So she would be the kind of person who wouldn't, who, who would be able to look at open sources and, uh, and analyze those and use that information. So you have other people using different classified methods, they're, they're, um, uh, looking at data that they got from a drone or data they got from human, like uh, a CIA agent that's on the ground that provides intelligence. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. basically using open source, what you can surf on the net and social media stuff that people are posting. And she's analyzing that and, and, um, obviously did it at a very high level. So that's that's her background. And Mr. Larkin, I believe his name is, is uh, Nick Larkin, Gregory Nicholas Larkin. He's the one who uh, verified her identity and her security clearance that she's legit. So that's what lends a measure of credibility where if I said to you that she was, she had a healing center in Laguna Beach, you'd probably be less likely to believe her, anything that she says about this topic. Yeah.
3: Sure.
0: So I, you know, at least her credentials, she's extremely credible. I'm very intrigued. I'm sure a measure of that is because I want to believe that, right. uh, that, uh, well, I want to believe that they're contacting somebody because so many people are talking about beings that look very much like what she says.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, I would be intrigued enough that if I were invited and I thought I wasn't going to lose my job, I would (laughs) I would go and accompany her come with me. Well,
2: I was curious about that. Is is anything going to stop her? Any government group or entity going to stop her?
0: she mm-hmm. says no cuz they don't even know they don't know where it is and unless they're going to like tail her which they probably are right. uh, if they believe that she's credible <laughs> um i don't think they're going to stop her she just doesn't want military there but let's go over the parts of her story that you find believable or not believable or what um take us through from If there's anything about, first of all, let's just start chronology. Is there anything about the coffee shop that you find interesting, Carlene? And then we'll go to Nathan.
2: I didn't, I didn't think so. Um, just sound, I mean, like, I guess it, could sound a little far-fetched to some people that she just met up, happened to meet these people and they happened to be like, Hey, let's talk about aliens. Hey, we happen to have some aliens. If you want to come show, we'll come show you some aliens right now. And she was like, yeah, I'll go with you. But she talks about how she did take precautions. She got their information and shared it with her. I think her immediate family was like, listen, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I'm going into the desert. If I don't come back tomorrow, I'm with these people. And this is what happened. Um, and then I think down the road, if I can skip ahead, she does mention that one of those beings said that they had coordinated that those people would reach out to her and find her.
0: There's no doubt. Cause she said she already saw that lavender being uh, yeah. in her house or something. Nathan yeah. coffee shop. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh,
1: it's a great setup, right? Um, the, the, it, it you know, you can look at that and go, oh, this is kind of odd and a strange sort of set of circumstances. But, you know, that, that's how life is, right? It's sort of a series of strange things that happen to us and, and we, you know, kind of fall into certain experiences and, and we attribute those experiences to kind of happenstance, you know, like we don't necessarily plan to do a certain thing or plan to meet a certain person, but one day you'll meet a person and that person will change your life. Um, and, you know, so it, 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 there's a degree of credibility to this sort of, to the randomness of this encounter, um, that I think makes the story very compelling. Um, I I mean, when I hear her talk and, and, uh, and I've watched a couple of the interviews and I do follow her on Twitter and I I follow her on Reddit. Um, you know, I think it's, um, it's hard to say that she, she's not genuine. You know, she seems to be a very genuine person. Um, and she yeah. speaks, speaks very well and, and I think is a very, um, compassionate person and is very, um, polite and, uh, and treats people with dignity, which is something that I resonate with, you know, to me, how you treat a person is more important than what you know. Um, and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just seeing how she treats people and the things that she is trying to do, uh, by adding kind of transparency and, uh, responding to her critics, with i think uh, a pretty kind of kind hand rather than you know like a, a return slap or whatever all the all those things are good signs for me that at least uh if, if this was gonna if this is a real thing this is the kind of person i would want to you know to give this a go and 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 reveal this greater truth to uh the world but at the same time uh, you know i'm fully cognizant of the fact that there's so much wrapped up in this topic, right? There's so much of our human sort of hopes and fears and you know anxieties and everything wrapped up in ufology, and that's why a lot of people, you know, we had a whole show on this uh, or DJ with Exo uh, Academia recently, and how, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great guy, Exo
0: Academia, you got to hear that one, girlfriend. It was a great, great show, but talking about
1: religion and, and the, the, the components and aspects of religion and religious experience that bleed over into into u- ufology and sort of the, the various uh, circles of ufology and the phenomena, Like it's, it's a human thing. You know, if we could reduce this down to something simple, it's human to believe in in, in fantastical things like uh, the power of our imagination is what has created our entire society you know mm-hmm. it's it's like a superpower that we we possess and we can go you know into that more de- deeply later if we need to but you know all that being said you know when people read this story from Anjali you know they're laying onto that story all of all of their personal hopes dreams desires wishes etc and that's super duper powerful like the power of that motivation is so compelling that it can blind people and has blinded people through history to uh frauds and grifters and people that take you know advantage of others and abuse people and all that kind of thing
0: nathan can i jump in here sure i'm still back at carmel macchiato and you're already (laughs) 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 you were you already skipped (laughs) past seeing the beings to the analysis of it Mm -hmm. and i'm at carmel macchiato so uh and by the way do you do you like uh do you take carmel or any of those syrups in your coffee carlene I don't. I uh, know. No,
2: I actually switched over to um, like mushroom coffee.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Get, get that re, that reishi coffee, man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, I it it wasn't serendipitous that these people showed up in in her estimation because of the fact yep. that she had seen this very same being. I don't remember. She said it was at her home where it appeared to her as this tall lavender being, or if it yeah. was at the hospital, I can't remember. I know the thing she had at the hospital was the woman next door to her that had passed and then her soul had meandered into the room. I don't know if you've heard that one, but that's the other podcast I sent you, Carlene, The one I with- I
2: think that one does not sound familiar.
0: Yeah, Roderick, when you listen to the first Roderick Martin, you'll hear it, uh, where, uh, but anyway, so it wasn't serendipity. It was, she believes it was planned uh, based on the fact that she had already seen that being and that being has communicated with her after the fact about the people that they do want and don't want to come out there with her. So I'm sure that probably there's a significant percentage of this is that, uh, like, just to let you guys know where I'm coming from, when I heard this, I had to, like, contact Nathan, right? And what did I say, Nathan? What's this about?
1: Yeah. Tell me about this story.
0: Yeah. Like I had no, I had no idea. I wasn't tracking it. I thought it was just another person that supposedly had an experience. And some of them I find very credible like Travis Walton and some of them are probably less credible, but, um, so I didn't even investigate it. And as soon as I started to listen to her and read her background Mm -hmm. and read the fact that, that Nick has verified her credentials, that her, her clearance, that it's legitimate. It's not just, a fake um, LinkedIn account, etc. Then I started to become intrigued, and so there is a probably a high percentage of me that just wants to believe this. But I would actually, I would actually go there and check it out if I thought I could. Again, that I wouldn't get fired. What's yeah.
2: the timeline of her getting down there and revealing this?
0: By the end of the year, December thirty yeah. first. Yeah, pretty soon. I would I would just
1: suspect sooner because it's gonna get cold in the desert, you know, uh as time goes on. Bring but it on. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I mean, sure, I I prefer the cold, but uh I I guess Carlene, one one thought I want to get from you uh on this topic is you know, I'm sure through your hypnotherapy sessions you've heard a lot of things, a lot of interesting things. Mm-hmm. And um, you know tell us a little bit about how you kind of weigh the claims of what your patient is saying versus, <laughs> you know, what you believe to be well, true yourself. You know, how do, how do you balance those things or do you not?
2: I would say that, um, oh boy, that's, that's big. So it, it's a very case by case basis for sure. And like how we kind of just kind of analyze this woman for a while and we're like, do, does she seem to be credible um, right. or does she seem to be a storyteller? Um, so sometimes when you're dealing with hypnosis I mean, you're dealing with psychological you're dealing with the mind so sometimes people and i've done this too you think you had an experience or you think that some being is talking to you or through you or controlling you or attached to you. Like, I mean, I'm probably going on a little bit off left field, but these are things people do get into. Sure. And there's a part of me, now I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, so I'm not here to analyze those pieces for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you do have uh, some kind of mental, you know, um, let's say you have a reason to mm-hmm. develop an entity inside of you that you are going to decide is going to speak to you. And it's an all powerful being from another Mm -hmm. planet. And, and, and under hypnosis, I will, you know, facilitate communication with that being, um, there's a discernment you have to come into. And the discernment is what is this person's, you know, stuff, Um, What is their, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of history. And I'm not here to analyze people when they're doing a hypnotic session and I'm facilitating and whether or not we're talking to a Pleiadian or we're talking to the Galactic. Mm -hmm. I've had people like be very adamant like well i'm an arcturian and i want to have an arcturian experience i want to see my arcturian family Mm -hmm. okay fine that's their reality i'm not Mm going to question their personal reality Mm -hmm. um so when i when we're doing a hypnotic session they will see you know maybe a mantis being like that's happened before or maybe they're channeling Mm -hmm. something or maybe they're seeing a big gray and i had one time a gray like be yelling at me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was just like okay (laughs) and 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 so you have to act you have to add some discernment in there of like are we interacting with something that is intergalactic interdimensional or paranormal or are we interacting with somebody's um the word is i'm going to use a psychosis or Mm. just their just their mental state (laughs) so you have to be able to discern that and that's what we're trying to do with this situation too is this person a storyteller or is she legitimate you know and um I kind of went on a tangent on that on you, Nathan, but I think uh-huh. I answered uh-huh. your question. No, it, a, it, was, def- it
1: was a great answer. And 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 I, I want to sort of go from, from there to here. And the yeah. and here is does it necessarily even matter? You know, so thank um, you, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So does
2: it matter? It's their reality. It
1: is, right? And and we every day we all wake up and move through the world in a way that fits within the 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 narrative we built around it you know so Mm -hmm. when when we're born we're 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 all here on this on this show you know born in the west and and grew up in a western culture and you know we navigate the world through that lens of uh what is normal not normal all the all those things are dictated to us by the culture that we've sort of find ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's not an absolute thing. There's no absolute, you know, uh normative or non-normative uh you know kind of way to take your tea in the morning. You know, there are things that we have come to believe are acceptable ways to do that and not acceptable ways to do that. And mm-hmm. so we we all have to live in harmony with our beliefs, you know. We we if if we weren't doing that, we would lose our minds, we'd have psychotic breaks all the time, you know. If we weren't able to kind of move through life and harmonize our experiences so that they don't break our house apart, uh, then we wouldn't be able to function, right? And so yeah. I think that um, a lot of these experiences, whether they're real or not real, as you pointed out, Carlene, I think that's a very gracious way to interact with with anyone. It, it's real to them. And yeah, but it means something to them. Now, if, where, where I do take issue and before I before you before you speak, where I do take issue is if you bring other people into your. your that's the difference. That's the difference. If that's you, yes. difference. If you, you take advantage yes. of them. Yes.
3: Yeah. This is if not you, somebody
0: not. who just went to Carlene and said, hey, I want to have a hypnosis. This is someone who's saying I want to have a national press conference Correct. and Correct. then lead a team. That That's not a personal. That's, it's that, that's not where personal. Her detra- anymore.
1: And that's exactly where her detractors are. Coming at her, from, but you know that, that she shouldn't be doing this because they've there's so many examples that? of people taking advantage of others like this in the past.
0: But she's no, wait a minute, she's not taking advantage of anybody. Well, we'll go she's, back to we'll go back to that doesn't matter. We'll go back to Tic Tac. You can choose to believe or you can choose not to believe. Sure. I'm not here to convince you to believe or not to believe, do what you want to do, right? She has made it an issue. Larger than somebody that goes to Carlene and goes, which I, by the way, if Carlene was local, I would be doing about, about my own experience. Cause I want to know what I saw. Right. Uh, but that notwithstanding,
2: I think what you she, have, sorry, go ahead.
0: This, uh, what she's doing, first of all, at this table, I want to take a poll. We're going to do this really quickly. Do you believe that there are other beings either Extraterrestrial or ultra terrestrial, etc., that have visited here. Yes or no, Carlene?
2: Yes, of course.
0: Nathan, do you believe that there are either extraterrestrial and or ultra terrestrial that have visited here?
1: I'm gonna go with yes, but a caveat: non-human intelligence. I don't know what that is. Okay, but whatever. Yes,
0: I, I don't. Whatever we call it, but some sort of being has visited here. Yep. Okay, so if we all agree with that then that right there makes it not that fantastic that she says she saw one sure, or saw a group of them. But so it's plausible. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: What's in it for her? That's my question. It's nothing. People, people are so mad at her or um, just trying to discredit her before they even let her try to prove this. Um, you got to look at follow the money. What's in it for her? Right. By doing this, I mean, she could ruin her reputation. Right. Mm-hmm. she put herself she, in has. Danger. So, she said
0: I'm not getting hired again
2: right and I looked at that and and, <laughs> and that's what I, I think you need to look at people's motives um and circling back almost to like what Nathan was asking me about you know people discerning people's like intentions and stuff like what is what's her intention what's her motive what's in it for her if uh she you know takes a film crew or whatever down to the Mojave desert and there's nothing there she's gonna look like a fool right so why would mm-hmm. you do that to yourself? I don't think this woman is, um, I think she's too intelligent. I think she's too um, uh, coherent. I think she knows, I think she's aware that what she's doing is a risk. And she's being courageous. I don't, I want her to be right. I want this story to be true. Um, And if it's not, well, then I guess we move on to the next show, right? (laughs) I
0: think she's anything but stupid. And I think she she 100% believes this. And if it's not true, she's concocted a narrative that has several different players in it. And, I mean, I'll tell you what, somebody's probably already figured out who Wayne and Trisha are. Do you believe somebody's figured out who they are, Nathan?
1: I mean, I'm sure people are trying. Um, I don't know if they have or not, but, I mean, because they could be made-up names, but... Uh, That's true, know, they too. They are made-up names. I, you know, oh, sure are they really? really?
2: Yeah, those aren't their real names oh yeah what's up Carlene? the investigator,
0: see yeah. natasha man she uh-huh. taught you we go. Sh- it's back to natasha man all roads lead. <laughs> to... but
1: but intelligence well, is not a um intelligence alone is not a no it's uh, not reason to, to not be um uh, to just because someone is smart doesn't mean that they can't be prone to, to insanity uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that she is. I, I want to make sure that that's clear. I'm not saying that she is. I'm just saying that a lot of famous people who've gone insane in, in history have been a super, super smart people. Um, and they can seem very coherent, but they live in an alternate reality that they have concocted. And so, you know, could that be the case here? Yeah, absolutely, you know. And again, that's which is why I, I'm 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 on the fence here. I'm on, I, I want to see where this goes. Did you see, see her what press happens. conference? I did, and, uh, and how you did know, she
2: seem in that? How did she did she seem crazy or did she seem
1: coherent? No, I, I, I don't think she seemed crazy, but I think our our. Marker for crazy can be a little skewed, you know, so, um, you know, like sometimes we think of crazy as, you know, somebody with, you know, wild hair and they're sort of, uh, you know, eating their own feces or something. But But what
2: was your your visceral feeling? What was your internal feeling?
1: Yeah, my internal feeling is this, that she really believes what she is saying. And that's yeah. why this is compelling, because she seems authentic. And that, that's probably the yeah. word I was looking for. Great she, yoga she, word yeah, right there. <laughs> very authentic. And so, you know, let, let's let's see where it goes. Right. I, I'm not out there to to kind of say, hey, you know, uh, she shouldn't be doing this or she's taking advantage no. of people. I don't believe that, that to be true until I know otherwise. And I don't she have can't take
0: advantage of people. Well, she she's could. not capable. She, how?
1: Uh, I mean, there are lots of ways she could at some point. Um, I mean,
0: right. Uh, okay. Up to now, has she taken advantage of anybody?
1: No. And that's why I'm saying I'm not coming down on her one way or the other, yeah, but she, she could, can. she could, she could try to monetize this. She could, you
0: know, there are things that, that she, Oh, could okay. That, that's possible. True. But I'm saying, okay, that's true. Then she could turn into like what Stephen Greer did, whatever. But sure. to this point, she hasn't, she hasn't done that. She's just said, I saw this. Right. They want to connect with humanity. They're looking to, uh, what did she say? They're looking to disclose themselves. Right. Okay. So that if that bothers you, if you're at home and you're like some UFO Twitter guy and that makes you angry and you're going to start typing angry your messages, you're an idiot. You're a moron. Yeah. It's a fear-based reaction. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Just like Tic Tac is definitely made by humans because I'm scared if it's not. Right. And that's what a lot of people's right. reaction is. But right. but those
1: who have come out against her are I think are doing so from a a place of good intent. I don't agree with it, but their intent is they're trying to dissuade people from following someone who they believe is a fraud. So it's yep. coming from a place of good intent. Again, I don't agree with with their with the way they've gone about that. But
3: But,
0: but you wait a minute. Yourself. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. What you just said. And this is not Jim Jones. No. this is not. Hey, we're going to Guyana. And it's guess what? I'm going to be your king. It's pretty she, what it doing. is. There Correct. is nothing. Th- they're not protecting anybody from anything. You can choose to believe or not believe. You don't I'm, have to harass her. You're a, you're a freaking moron if you do that.
1: Yeah. I'm again, afraid I for her. being. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, right. And I think that yeah. that's a great point that she's putting herself out there. And, and there are a lot of people who if she doesn't deliver, they will feel very let down and
0: they could wish her harm. You know, yeah. what uh, What if I'm let down? What if what if I went out there and I, what did I tell you I was going to do, Nathan?
1: You're going to try to get on that on that team, man.
0: And if I, and what did I say I would do if it wasn't true. Uh, I forget. I said it'd be a nice hike. <laughs> And yeah, come exactly. back and go, <laughs> go see my yoga friends and my jiu jitsu sure. friends and have yeah, a beer and eat at Alibaba's or something. I don't know. Totally. it's and not that. I mean, if if you're investing more in it than that, you're an idiot. You have a problem. Not yeah. not uh, Anjali. No, I'm I not going to be like, oh, yeah. she
3: ruined my life. All
1: right. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand yeah. that, but at the same time, what I, what I'm trying to say is that there are those that feel a sense of responsibility to others who maybe they have seen taken advantage of in their own life and they want to prevent those people from being taken advantage of. And this is their way about going about it. Again, I disagree with the methodology. I, I wouldn't, I don't condone that behavior, but this is the place in which those people are coming from. Uh, I, I I don't agree with it, but I, you know, understand why they are trying to come out against her because in their minds, they think that she is, Uh, potentially dangerous to people who might be, you know, sucked in.
0: You know what they say about haters? You know what I mean? It's (laughs) that they hate that they see something in you they wish they had within themselves. There's absolutely no reason to come out against her. You could just simply say, I don't believe her. And that's it. You don't have to hurt. If you harass her, the problem is with you, right? Not what you're not protecting anybody. The right. problems with you. Who hasn't been taken? Okay, who on this panel hasn't been taken advantage of? If you've been taken advantage of, raise your hand. Nathan, I'll just take your word. You. <laughs> raise the marble. Okay, everybody's been taken advantage of. Don't make excuses for them for that shit behavior. That is, I don't know, I'm not. I'm not going to use a like a curse word. That's BS. <laughs> that's BS behavior. You could just say, I don't believe her. I don't put any stock in it, and move on which is what I would do if I even bought a ticket to California and went there. Right.
3: And, and I'm not going to sit there and go, Angela, it's your fault. <laughs> right.
0: I've been taken advantage so of in my life.
2: Taking, it's taking some autonomy over your own reaction. Yes. That's what you, yes. and honestly, that's a agency. Thing that a lot of people need to be doing right now is taking sure. autonomy sure. over their own anger and their own actions. Thank
0: you. Time. Thank yeah. you. There is what? no reason. And there is no excuse. If there, if you have that in your mind that you're protecting the public by cursing out this woman on Twitter, you're a moron, and don't watch the show anymore.
3: Well, you
2: know, it's eight billion humans; not everyone can be as smart as you, DJ. You know,
3: <laughs> it's very. In true. fact,
0: in fact, both people on this panel are smarter than me. But that's that's that's
1: beside the point.
0: No, it's it's the new. You know, the you know Nathan will tell you that I'm very jokey. I'm very. Uh, I I like to just kind of be fun and and just you know humorous and so forth, but. When the New York will come out of me, like with the uh, Nathan's heard me, we spent like probably an hour and a half the other night talking about the Tic Tac. And when somebody says, Oh, the Navy guys don't know what they're doing with flying these airplanes and they made mistakes, when people, when I hear that, the New York comes out of me and I say, mm-hmm. You know, you're full of crap, just like they'll say, Oh, I, I'm attacking Anjali online because I'm protecting the public. I'm gonna say, You're full of crap, I'm not gonna try to whitewash it and sugarcoat it and be super analytical and make my professors at NS- SNHU proud of me. I'm going to just say you're full of it. Simple right. as that.
1: This is why we're a good team because we, we come at this from completely different. Angles. Yes. That's why I and, 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 I love and, and
0: Nathan. Cause he's smarter than me. I'll get,
1: I'll get a little astrological here. Uh, you know, I'm a Pisces, so I'm very me much, a, you know, very much a bring some balance to the world kind of person. Um, yeah, uh, maybe that's why we work together so well. Um, so anyway i i you know it's a fascinating story and I think it is it's, um it's something that you know i, I very much hope it's true because i think it'd be super cool i mean you know it's gonna if if we're gonna get some sort of disclosure from beings uh at all it's gonna happen in a weird way i don't think they're gonna do it in a way that everybody thinks you know oh I, it should happen like like this i mean i think it's gonna happen in a strange way and 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 we'll have to deal with the with the consequences of that um but I guess to, to kind of kind of conclude I, the show and get to the end, I mean, I, I really want to um, come back to you, Carlene. I, I want to get a sense from you on, you know, you've gotten to this subject, as you said, like you've, you've kind of been made more aware of uh, the UFO stuff in your journey. Um, yeah. Where do you sense it kind of going from here? And also how do you see or encourage people to kind of open themselves up to this topic, uh, and and just and be willing to discuss it in, in a way that that a lot of people aren't right. A lot of people aren't willing to talk about yeah. these kinds of things so, in the public. So what what do you see there? Right.
2: Well, there's eight billion humans, eight billion different realities happening right now. Okay? Mm, totally. Um, yeah. So so I mean, you can't have a hundred percent. You just can't of of um, acceptance or anything like that. Or, but I think I think that as they say, the truth is out there. Um, and i think the truth always reveals itself um i highly recommend that people keep questioning reality keep questioning what you think you know i think it is interesting the timing of when they did release the uh, those videos of um, unidentified aerial objects mm-hmm. last summer during you know controversial issues um, and i think i have and another thought i had in this kind of I had it right before you asked the question, Nathan was, you know, if she does do this or if this, there is disclosure that does happen because I mean, I do follow some psychics on YouTube every once in a while, but, and they do talk about disclosure and they're always talking about disclosure and like, Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, here's my question, how it happens isn't exactly important or even when, but more so how is the world, the species of humans going to react to it? And are we ready to re- are we ready to receive that? Are we at that level where we can receive that? Um, the reaction to the you know world events in the last 18 months um, has been what it's been very fear based. Humans are still living in a place and operating from a place of fear. A lot of us mm-hmm. are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I worry that that's my concern for the future is I think people need to keep educating themselves, keep questioning things, um, keep looking for the truth and stay curious, Mm -hmm. um, ask questions, find stories, um, look for evidence if you can, but as a whole, as a collective of the species homo sapiens on this planet, are we truly ready to handle disclosure? How's that gonna go down? And I'm very, um, it makes me slightly apprehensive, but excited and so I don't know what your thoughts are. And I wanted to ask that. So I know you asked me a question and I kind of <laughs> answered it. Now I want to throw this back at you guys. If disclosure did happen, let's just play out this fantasy. And whether it's Anjali or who it isn't, it doesn't, you know, whatever. Let's say it does happen before December 31st. How do you think humanity is going to respond to that where they are based on where we are right now? You know?
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll let Nathan go first.
2: Okay, Nathan. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, poorly. Um, I think that, um, we've got a ton of hurdles to overcome as a global culture, uh, to engage with if, if there is, in fact, a, a broader kind of galactic community, which I think would be really cool. I mean, I grew up, I'm a, I was a you know, Star Trek kid, you know, Star Wars, all these kinds of stories that that I grew up with as a child, and you know, that that's a very exciting and inspiring uh, sort of future to, to walk into. Um, but I, I fully recognize that we have a ton of different perspectives and motivations um, and behaviors on, on, on the earth that would be super challenging <laughs> to, uh, to kind of cooperate on as we engage with, with that broader community. Uh, you know, just, just take one issue, like let's take technology, you know, if they were to present themselves and provide us with access to some degree of advanced technology, well, who gets it, you know, who get, get, gets it on the earth and how is it used? Um, how is it abused or how could it be abused? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were an advanced species and I, I, I were about to hand over some, you know, amazing tech to, to, the, to humans, I would want to know before I handed that over that they weren't going to blow themselves up with it. Uh, and, and right now, I don't know that I could say that I'd have any confidence that we wouldn't do that. Um, so, you know, while I'm, be, I'd be excited about it. Um, yeah, exactly. We're very much children here very and I'm, I'm excited, but very sort of a lot of trepidation about that. Um, yeah. which is, which is tough. Cause I, you know, I really want it to, to happen. I want that to, to come forth. For
3: sure.
0: uh, what Nathan said. Yeah. And back
1: to
3: you, Carly. No, I think, all, <laughs> know, I think
2: we all kind of read a consensus there. Go ahead.
0: No, no, I was going to say, you know, I think we have three people on this panel right here that really care about the planet a lot and the environment and so on and so forth. And it's very troubling to see uh, how people disregard it, I'd say would be the best word I could use that would cover the most yeah. largest group of people. Yes. Um, yes. So, but I, I think there would be problems with a lot of people trying to assimilate that information. My boss and I, uh, my prior boss, the guy who got me this gig right now, uh, but he's still a colleague at this point told me, and he's a f- deeply faithful Catholic, but he also has a scientific mind about him. And he said that um, he said, he said, I got news for you, DJ. He said, there are religious people gonna have a problem with this. And then it came out. Uh, you remember, Nathan Lou Elizondo said that people in the Pentagon said we already know what this phenomenon is. It's demons, right? So, so, uh, and I mean not to uh, at all to demonize people of faith because I regard and respect them just like I respect my fellow uh, yogis uh, and and other groups. Uh, love everybody, uh, but. Um, Yeah, it's going to be an issue for some, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't happen. Um, It should happen because it's the truth and you don't ever get anywhere by trying to ignore the truth, whether it's your own personal truth about yourself that you're trying to hide or not acknowledge or someone else not acknowledging the truth about you. You can just broaden that out to a greater context. And if there's something out there, we need to know what it is. It's obviously trying to get our attention, um, according to, um, you know, the Navy pilot that said we saw him every day for a year. So what does that tell you? Mm -hmm. If he says you have a Navy F-18 fighter pilot on the Princeton, so East coast, excuse me, on the Roosevelt East coast based carrier group. And he said he saw him every day for a year. What does that tell you? (laughs) It tells you they're not trying to hide (laughs) that they're here. So I I think there is a certain plausibility about what she says. It sounds extremely fantastic. But I want you to tell me, I want you guys to tell me what UFO encounter could happen in, in your life in today's your life today, so it could be, it could happen this week, but let's say your life in 2021. I want you to tell me a UFO encounter in person encounter that would not sound something like Anjali. Tell me what that would look like. Go first, please. Carly.
2: I don't know if I understood the question. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. If you were to have con if, if an, if, if an alien were to, let's say, you're, you're Carlene Linksweiler, right? Okay. In your life this week, you are going to make in-person physical contact oh. with an alien. What would I be, want you to tell me what would that look like?
2: What would be concrete evidence to me? Or
0: No. What that? would it, how, if it occurred, just say if it occurred, how could you imagine it would occur in your life? Like you're at the studio, you're Honestly, alone, I you're rolling like, up mats, and no,
2: I feel like I'd have a nighttime visitation,
0: Nathan
1: yeah, I mean i you know, I think it would have to be reality shattering right it, you know it would have to be something that would break the routine of your day to day you know uh, i I don't know.
0: The point I'm trying to make to you is there's no scenario that you could imagine that would not sound almost exactly like what happened to her. It's we have no, and this goes back to what Lou Elizondo said. Now I'm going to sound smart, Carleen. This is the part where I sound smart. We have no frame of reference other than being human to imagine something like this. So if it's going to happen and, 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 Nobody we know has actually seen one in the flesh where they could reach out and touch one. And if that happens, there's no way it doesn't sound just like what happened with uh with uh Anjali. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, I can't believe like I can't believe what's like I just saw something. Like I just was in a room with this thing. Right. There's no way it does it. That's the only way it's going to sound is like this sounds completely 100 percent fake television because we don't have we only have the movies.
3: Right. And but how
1: that, that's why the story alone isn't isn't good enough, you know. Right. Because because, you you know, you've got you're going to have to have some kind of corroborating evidence, multiple witnesses, you know, video photographic audio, everything you could possibly get as a collection, uh, to corroborate the claim because
0: if you don't have any of that stuff, it's just words, and that, that that's all mm-hmm. we have right now. Right. I agree. I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm in 100 percent agreement with you, but what I'm saying is is that it sounds so nuts, right? What she's saying. We walked into the cave and into the mountain, and it just right. sounds like land of the lost type stuff. Sure. Right. We're ready for chaka and the slee stacks. To come Mm -hmm. running out and 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 right now carlin's going what the hell's that but it's on youtube (laughs) i barely (laughs) landed a (laughs)
3: loss
2: but i mean there's a lot of questions for sure there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of like you could you could argue this story and and it's very it's it's very weak without evidence and so i say we wait you gotta wait till she goes out there and then (laughs) we don't
0: have a choice yeah
2: (laughs) I, I, I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to call it anymore. Because predicting yes. would be, at this point, you can predict. But let's just see what she's got. She came mm-hmm. out. She said she's got evidence. Let's wait for it. Let's see the evidence yeah. then.
0: So I, I won't ask you how the story ends then. Because I think you've just said that you don't want to try to predict. What, I, I find
2: end. when people predict, it's they always regret it. So.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Especially in Vegas. <laughs>
2: Right. So I find that predictions can be silly. So it's just, let's just see. I mean, she came out, she's been vocal. She's getting the word out. Okay, lady, let's see it. You know? Okay. You didn't take a video. You didn't take a picture, but you had your camera on the whole time. Let's see it.
0: Right. Last word to Nathan. What do you got, brother? (laughs) Do you want to make a prediction how the story ends or you, I don't want to frame it any further than that.
1: No, I I want to say this, that, um, you know, be in the present moment. And this is true Mm -hmm. for, you know, a yoga practice. Yeah. Uh, it's true for any relationship. It's true for everything that we do. You know, we're, we're at our best when we're present. And, uh, when we try to fast forward into the future or rewind into the past, uh, we aren't present. We are, um, I think chasing a fantasy, uh, that doesn't exist and, or doesn't exist anymore. Um, and so, in this instance, I think we need to be uh, present to what she's saying, present to one another, uh, be charitable, and uh, be open minded. And let's see where the journey takes us. Um, awesome. And. And I'm super grateful, uh, Carlene, to have you on this show with us and uh, to to chat. It's been such a cool chat. And there's a (laughs) lot more that I'd love to to talk to you about, too, um, which is great. So we can have you on again in the future if you're if you're open to that. Yeah.
2: That would be super fun. I hope I have another experience between, between now and then.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and we'll. Uh, and if, if you don't don't mind, maybe we'll get that image and
0: we might be able to share it with uh with the
1: audience. Yeah, too.
2: if uh, DJ's got it, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: I, I shared it with uh with Nathan, so he should oh, sure. find it in his email because he's he's got control of the stream. So I am now out of control. <laughs> I'm out still... of. Control. That's right. And tough. if any uh,
2: listeners yeah. have ever um seen something like that, I want to hear. I want to hear
0: about it, please. Awesome. Yeah, please chime in and uh, let us know about that. You can find uh, actually. Yeah, let us uh, let us dive into that. I I actually have a, a, um, a kind of a sad announcement I'm going to make. But before I do that, I want to uh, give uh, Carleen a chance to tell people about uh, where they can find her in her work.
2: Okay, so it's um, rootswingshypnosis.com. Rootswingshypnosis.com is the website. You can contact me there. And all my social media links are in the top right hand corner of of every page on that website. So you can go through my Instagram, roots underscore wings underscore sage. I am on YouTube. Um, Best if you just hit the YouTube link on my website, because it'll take you to Dozens of um, audio sessions. Thank you. Dozens of audio sessions of clients having regressions, past life, uh, future life, and actually going into and um, in current life stuff, seeing uh, experiences from UFOs, U- visitations.
0: And we need you on UFO Twitter. I just want to make that pitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Twitter. I don't want to get on Twitter. I'm scared. It's UFO. UFO <laughs> Twitter you
3: know, that's is so probably much- smart. <laughs> so much fun. Me.
0: <laughs> so um I again I want to thank uh carlene for joining us. You were so much fun. Thank um I much. know uh you're welcome. I know we'll talk to you again Nathan. Yeah. You're amazing. I'm so happy to have you as a co-host and and um every time you speak it's just like I just stop and I just stare at the wall and listen <laughs> and it's you're just you're amazing. So thank you.
2: One last thing I want to say. If you have me on again, you should probably bring Natasha on too we we that thought about we... would be fun yeah, <laughs> right. Do it. I'm down.
0: all right so that we were looking for an avenue to bring in natasha for an episode i think we just found one nathan yeah perfect if
2: she's we'll talk to her if she's willing to chat about her particular um hypnotic sessions that'd be really cool <laughs> <laughs> that'd
0: be great nasty. man <laughs> natasha dominguez i know you're watching this yeah. i assume you tweeted her the link right or you sent her the link
2: I haven't, so, but I will,
0: or you yeah. can. Okay, Natasha, we'll get my home girl, Come on, next time with Carlene. Yes. We're going to break it down. Um, right now, I have a little bit of a somber note. Nathan's helped us out for me. I found out uh, tonight, uh, post-teaching yoga, uh, I was checking in with, uh, ironically, checking in with my college uh, teammates uh, from Dean Football 1985-86 football team. And we're having a reunion this month. So I was like, hey, guys, you know, what's going on? And um, I was checking in with one guy. And then when I finished yoga class and I looked at my phone, there was a message that one of them died today. Mm-hmm. So, and he was part of our 10 person chat that's going, going to reunite on the 24th. So uh, please uh, RIP, Dean Football's number nine, the All American from 1986, Mark Hansen. Um, love you brother. And, um, you won't be forgotten. You're an, uh, an inspiration to a scrub like me. So, uh, thank you very much. And, uh, for Carlene, Nathan, this is DJ for calling all beings, saying peace out one love and we'll see you down the road.
3: Peace.
0: Peace.